Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com What are we doing? Uh, I've got some reviews. Uh, you get to try my homemade uh, peppermint patty, which is really just a, I mean, it's cut off a giant one that I made. But, and then I've got some uh, wiki house. Here we are again for another episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. This is episode 502. 502. Holy shit. I've been doing this way too long. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So for this week, uh, we do a wiki how on how to have a secret Santa. We review Pito's. Uh, you'll see what that is. And a wiki how on how to remove corks from a bottle of wine or, you know, if you have a really expensive bottle of scotch or brandy or something. All right, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. We'll see you at the end. See what this is. Ooh, it's my bark. Well, I had to, I made one giant one with what was left because I didn't have another thing to put it on. So I just made it. What do you think? Pretty damn close, right? Mm -hmm. And it's vegan. What would be the non-vegan ingredient? Milk. Milk? Yeah. It's uh, it's almond milk. Well, no, it's not. It's plant-based milk. What was the thing I saw the other day? It was like a rice thing or other. It said plant-based. I'm like, duh. Well, plant-based was... rice? What will they think of next? Yeah, that was like the thing I saw not that long ago. It was uh, vegetarian hummus. And I'm like, yeah. How do they do it? All hummus is vegetarian. Yeah. So you like it? Yeah. I mean, they give those to the folks over at Tommy. They just made everybody do a... Uh... Crossword puzzle. No, that would be great. Um, Russian roulette. That would be good, too. No, it's mandatory. Don't want to. No, a... Um... God damn it. Chocolatey. Oh. The... Um... You know, Let's wipe it on the listener. You'll never notice. Hey, if you got 800 bucks, you go right ahead. You'll never notice. It might make it better. Um, diversity. They had to go do. They had to go through diversity training. Which is funny because the one guy who calls me Todd, call, Todd Parks, who calls and tells me about it, is of course gay. Well, you just outed him on national. No, I didn't. He, ever, he, he, he's. Him and his brother told people a long time before we did. So, it was just funny. So he's like, oh my God, Larry. So they're all sitting in diversity training. And they, the, guy, the instructor says something. They all look at Todd. Well, no. You have to do it. You, we have 
iPads and you have to do your own thing. So every once in a while I just look up from their iPad and stare at Todd. What was even funnier was Todd and Martine were just, what is this shit? And they both were saying, it's so good that Larry isn't here to do this. Of course, Todd tells me about it. Oh, yeah. I go, I'd get done with that. And I'd walk out and insult the first person who walked in the door. <laughs> It'd be completely useless for me. All right. So what do you want to do? Your choice. All right. Well, we'll do this wiki how first. All right. Well, let's uh, pause here and then we'll we start with the wiki. We're going to pause for station identification. <laughs> Away. All of the, all the classical music classical I had ever music. wanted. Oh yeah, I mean, I got whole boxes of classical music. You want some more? Oh, since you got boxes of classical music, maybe I can stuff a few in there. And no, they're all in storage. Not all of them, because I've got half of them right there. No, I mean all of mine, all my classical music. Oh, I got half of yours right there. No, I. <laughs> How do you feel about Bach? I got plenty of Bach. Strauss. I got plenty of that. Why not get any Beethoven? Do it, Beethoven. No, I said, why didn't I get any Beethoven? It was like Bach and Strauss and Wagner. <laughs> I got a Wagner, which is really. You funny. think with as many as I got, I would have some Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was more popular. People wanted to keep that. Oh, hey, that that could be. Yeah, we're gonna learn something new. Oh boy, you ready for this? No. It's time for a new wiki. How we're gonna learn how to do a secret Santa. Oh, Ooh. very appropriate. You gotta know how to do a secret Santa, man. You gotta. You gotta. If I gotta have a bagel, you gotta learn how to do a secret Santa. You didn't have a bagel. I had one today. They told you. <laughs> you were feeling guilty because you didn't do it yesterday. No, because they had the one that they only have on the weekends, so I had to have it. See? All right, so we're gonna learn how to do a secret Santa. Of course, this is from WikiHow. Page 97. More like 9,097. The point of, quote, secret Santa, end quote, is to make Christmas shopping easier and spread around the spirit of giving to those who you might not normally have on your Christmas list. You might not normally want to associate with. Like Billy in the corner. Ah, the first name on the list is Karen. Stupid red stapler. I'm getting... One, write the names of everybody participating on a piece of paper. If the group is larger than... good for... Maybe next year when we do the gift exchange at work. Uh-huh. Just buy everybody red staplers. They're expensive. They're a lot more money than you'd think they are because of the movie. And you have to order them. Yeah. yeah. Write the names of everybody participating on a piece of paper. If the group is larger and people don't know each other that well, it's a good idea to get people to write their names on a piece of paper and hand them around. Uh, and where they sit and what yeah, they and do some distinguishing features slash interests such as male astronomy buff 65 or female triathlete devotee 34 or in more intimate group environments only the name of the person is necessary gold collecting yeah. two cut out and toss the names into a hat the next <laughs> like Rip Taylor yeah it's just a that Oh, my hair is lifting. Secret Santa, Secret Santa. It's your Secret Santa. 
The next step is to prepare the names for a drawing. Cut each name out and fold it in half once or twice. Hey, all these names say Chris. Uh, that'd be funny. Just get a big room full of Chris's together. Or just put your own name on all the... Yeah. Then place all the folded names put into a, chocolate into a bowl or... I don't know how you did that one. Or hat. No, I mean, I said I put some chocolate on my... Wiping it with a napkin. Oh. I'll put some chocolate on my lenses here. And mix them around so the names are shuffled. On there. Set a price limit. Oh, see, they're doing this way ahead of time. Where you do... Oh, well, that is how you hide the secret Santa. I was thinking white elephant for a second there. Naughty Santa. Dirty Sanchez. Uh, set a price limit. This can be done in discussion with the whole group or just by those who organize the event. Price limit is set so that some people don't try to be cheap and get away with purchasing a gift for only a few bucks. While others try to overachieve and purchase really expensive shit. Select a price limit in the happy medium range. That's why people usually go about... People do most of those things anyway. 20 to... $40. Well, yeah. Draw names. If I need to read any more than that, you're an idiot. What did you get? I got a blender. What did you get? I got, I got a rock. I got a napkin ring. Set a gift-giving date. The next step it is for everyone... like the ones on the table, too. <laughs> the next step is for everyone to go out and purchase a gift within the price range for the person whose name they drew from the hat. Typically, there is a second meeting time at which all Secret Santa players exchange gifts and reveals whose name they had the whole time. Yeah, it's called the day you do the, the, the Secret person Santa. whose name you had the whole time. Like, in between there, you had, you might have with a different name. Could have switched with somebody. I had Karen's name, and all of a sudden, now I have Sherry. Yeah, I had Karen's name, now I got Jimmy. Who the hell is Jimmy? Well, it was Karen. <laughs> Didn't you go through diversity training? No. Purchase the gift. Duh. I knew I forgot something. <laughs> I did everything else. And I had Karen. I still got the name. Uh, exchange gifts. When everyone in the group has purchased their gift and met up together, you can begin the gift exchange. Wait until everybody is present for their present. And continue keeping your gift recipient a secret until everyone is given a go to start exchanging gifts. At that point, find the person who matches the name that you drew and reveal yourself. Ah! You look like a Karen. Oh, thanks. Okay, you look like a Kyle. Don't forget, you'll More be... More of a Stan. No, Kyle. Uh, don't forget, you'll be receiving a... You're more a... Kyle than I am. What? You're more Kyle than I am. Nah. I'm, uh... Jewish. No. No. Kyle's not very Jewish. That'd make me David or Samuel or something. Kyle's Jewish. Stan's not Jewish. What? How's Stan not Jewish? Stan's not Jewish. Kyle's How's, Jewish. How's Stan not Jewish? Oh, the South Park. Uh... <laughs> Uh, at this point, I was hoping I'd, I could get it to go in the rest of the episode. <laughs> at this point, I'd rather be a Kenny. <laughs> oh my god, they killed Larry. <laughs> Part two, choosing the right gift. Keep it appropriate. Gag gifts are sometimes fun, but in general, you should always choose gifts that would not be perceived as inappropriate for a group setting. Avoid alcohol. This is a dildo? This <laughs> is Karen on it. <laughs> No, it's not a dildo. It's a fist. It says Karen on it. It's a wacky paperweight. <laughs> it's fun. It's festive. Look, it's, it's done a, up like, like a peppermint stick. It says Karen on it. Avoid alcohol unless your secret Santa is an alcoholic or at a wine tasting party. You shouldn't. Or an alcoholic at a wine tasting party. <laughs> or, you should <laughs> You shouldn't assume that your gift recipient will appreciate a bottle of 
Oh, uh, I didn't know they did Cabernet and shots. Uh. <laughs> Give me three more of those. Yeah, you should not assume uh, your gift recipient will appreciate a bottle of alcohol as much as someone else might. Especially at office parties, giving alcohol could create an awkward exchange if a recipient doesn't like drinking or is recently sober. If your recipient is an alcohol enthusiast, try choosing a related gift rather than the alcohol itself. <laughs> like a beer. Very like, enthusiastic. Like wine charms or beer koozie. Bourbon! <laughs> Yay! Oh, 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 I've always wanted this specific rum. Rum. I told you I'm gonna drink rum. Oh. Welcome to the Christmas episode. <laughs> I, I cracked myself up. I'm glad somebody does. Yeah. Buy something practical. If you're not quite sure what to get your person, play it safe and choose something that's practical and useful. Napkin rings. Or a fork. Edible sporks. Edible sporks. And spoons. Which Marissa uses to eat her oatmeal with. And she, she loves it. Alrighty then. Uh, that way if it Do they ever get soggy? Yes. But they take a while. <laughs> I was going to say, how but long they, does it take? But they never really fall apart. Like they just get softer. A little bit softer than like a frozen candy bar. But they're still, even, even then... If you bite through it, it still it still crunches pretty good. Uh, that way, if it isn't something that they would have wanted, they can at least have a use for it. Consider holiday ornaments, kitchen necessities, or a good book in a genre they're interested in. Everybody I know that reads only either reads political stuff, business stuff, or horror. <laughs> Sometimes it's a mash of the books. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was in the political section, but I'm considering it horror. <laughs> yeah. Get something specific. Something general. <laughs> I was going to say, napkin rings. I mean, that would be pretty specific. What gift is not specific? <laughs> exactly. It's a bowl. But what do I do with a bowl? Well, it's general purpose bowl. You can put your keys in there. You can put a small chihuahua. <laughs> put a big chihuahua. They, don't, they never really get over small, so. Cereal. Chihuahua cereal. Cereal for your chihuahua. Other bowls. Other bowls. <laughs> Napkin rings. <laughs> Edible spork. Spork. Uh, ask around. Look at their work or social media profiles. Stalk them. <laughs> Do it discreetly. Stalk them. With maybe a bit of questioning. They'll appreciate the time and effort you put into choosing a gift that is especially What the fuck was that you posted turn? on your Facebook page? <laughs> like vomit. What was it? <laughs> it was my dinner last night. I'm into that. I went to a really expensive restaurant last night. Was it any good? <laughs> Five, consider making a gift. If you're the creative type, those ugly ass dogs you keep posting on your Facebook page, that's my grandchildren. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> if you're the creative type, a homemade gift done in good taste, no, done in bad taste. Hey, look, I got you a pot holder. There's What's a, that on it? A dick. There's that one that you got, Spaniel? Spencer! Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Spaniel. Consider your recipient's interests when making a gift for them rather than throwing together a bunch of crap and having it appear cheap. He's a triathlete, right? Oh, yeah. that, that's yeah. it. What'd you get me? Uh, chain lube. Word. So there you go. It ended with considering making a gift. Consider making a gift. Which we talked through. If you're the creative type, a homemade gift done in good taste will be, seem personal and meaningful. What is it? It's a macaroni picture. It's sunset. It's like a Bob Ross thing. 
Consider your recipient's interest in, ma- in making a gift for them rather than throwing a bunch together, a bunch of craps, and appearing cheap. That'd be perfect. I followed a Bob Ross tutorial. I did it in candle wax. Now, that, that's how to that do a, a real bitch. That's how to do a secret Santa. What? That palace a real bitch when you're working in candle wax. Mm-hmm. Yellow ochre. <laughs> <laughs> Brush and go up in flames. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Cue uh, Christmas music. checks for your YouTube channel. You gotta split that with me. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're available on YouTube now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just look my name up. Larry Greenstein. You'll see my face. So these are plant-based junk food. It's literally what they say. A jam of junk food taste that's plant-based. I have crunchy, fiery curls. Crunchy frog. <laughs> crunchy Artificial frog flavor. No, no, it's all natural frog. We don't even kill them. No one eat plant-based. Well, that's true. Uh, crunchy onion rings. So as opposed to soggy onion rings. And not so crunchy... Cr- crunch, crunchy? Country. Country? <laughs> and not so crunchy no, no cheese cheese curls. So we're going to do the uh, onion ones first. Review. Pitos. <laughs> so they have pulsed flour blend... Pea flour, lentil flour, faba bean protein. Comes with a nice Chianti. Uh, pea fiber, high oleic sunflower. Eat those, you will be peeing fiber. <laughs> Rice, vegan classic onion seasoning, sea salt, moxaldextrin, onion powder, cane sugar. Cane uh, hotter. <laughs> cane hotter. Uh, toasted onion powder, yeast extract. Natural flavoring. Paprika, unnatural flavoring. Spice, garlic powder, and citric acid. Pepper. No pepper. You that don't mean, know. Not that one. You don't know. I do know. All right. I'm just waiting for you to crunch into one and go like, these are really peppery. <laughs> <laughs> they look like artificial funyuns. Uh, right. That's one of the reasons why I grabbed them. <laughs> the. Is that like funyuns? They're the not as funyuns. Lack of funyuns. They taste like funyuns. A little more solid. Yes. Yeah. Well, those are really airy. And actually, I think the flavor on these is a little bit more, there's a little bit more flavor to it. 
Maybe a little richer than Funyuns. <laughs> must be the extra garlic. Must be that pepper. <laughs> it's the pepper. <laughs> well, good. I'm out. Damn, Kroger. Mm, reduced. So they won't be there long. Well, no, no. I bought these. I bought the last three at the store I was at. Then a week later, I found them again. But for full price. So I was like, eh, never mind. Makes you wonder why these were reduced. Because they were getting near their best buy. I mean, their sell-by date. Oh. How long ago was that? Two weeks. Over eight and out of date onions. So, it's plant-based. They're gonna, if they were going to go bad, they would have said put in the refrigerator. That'd be funny. The only reason they're, they're this good is because they're out of date. That'll tell everybody to eat them out of date then. If you buy the Pito Spunions, wait for three months. Then go ahead and eat them. They'll be fabulous. They'll be amazing. I really like these. Yeah, I will have to buy these again. All right, the next one. These are the crunchy, no cheese, cheese curls. All righty. What's that thing on the front? It's a P. It's a PJ. Get it? Ah, get it, yeah. It's so yeah, Punk with a P-shaped helmet. That's right. And a Weird Al shirt. Yeah. Pulse Flower Blend. I think you're probably going to wind up with the same exact. Yeah, I'm going to jump with, down. Without the onion powder. Um, nope. Actually, weirdly enough, it has yeast extract, natural flavor, sugar, but this one has sugar. No cane sugar? No, no cane sugar, just regular sugar. Onion powder, garlic powder, spice, paprika. So it's basically exactly the same. So these are the no cheese cheese pops. Cheese curls, whatever. Doodles. Cheese doodles. Cheese curls. Indeed. Easy open. Ooh, those are a little darker than I'm used to. Well, they're not cheese. Or it could be the lighting. You know. yeah, it could be a little bit of both. We don't have it lit up like Klaus did. That's intriguing. I don't know what that flavor is. It's not cheese. <laughs> Definitely not cheese. That's not even Velveeta. I taste the onion. I taste some garlic. It's dried pea. I taste dried pea. Yeah, I'm not not as big a fan of this one. Mm-mm. It's not bad. No, it's not it's bad. Definitely not cheese doodles, though. I mean, if I put these, if we put these out, you know, in like a big thing of just chips and stuff, and you put the pito not so funions mm-hmm. out, people would eat them. Oh yeah. You put these out, they'll eat them, but it'll be after they've eaten everything else. I mean, they're not terrible, but they're not yeah, great. They're, they're not. They're not Cheetos. No, they're they're all right. They are literally no cheese. And they're kind of like, half, they're not like crunchy like Cheetos, but they're, they're not puffs either. No, they're definitely not puffs. I don't know why they call them cheese. cheese well, they call them cheese curls. But even, even Fritos cheese curls are more puffy. curly. What do they know? Sorry. Not during the show. Ew. Mercer in parentheses is on our way home. I'm going to start all over. Yeah. And finally, crunchy, fiery curls. Fiery curls. Yes. Now let's see if these have anything different on them. Contains no real fire. Citric acid, natural flavor, paprika, oh, so onion powder, real fire. chipotle pepper, and onion juice concentrate. All right. I hate to be working in the factory that day. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everybody crying? Are they that upset with their jobs? Today. <laughs> <laughs> smells exactly like these taste. That's coming home from work reaching chipotle <laughs> onion. <laughs> What's that new cologne you're wearing, Mark? It's so delicious. These have less flavor than the last one. Mmm. 
fucking spicy styrofoam. <laughs> spicy, crunchy, nothing. <laughs> I mean, it has a little bit I mean, of heat. It, it just, that's all it's got, though. I mean, it's like heat with no flavor. It's like Chipotle. Okay, I'll see you later. No, it's not. I'm going to eat three more of these. No, 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 no. I don't want to have to come back. You're done. No, we're going to have two of these. I mean, I guess... But there's, no, there's no context for the heat. It's no, just re- fucking heat. Yeah, it's just kind of there. <laughs> well, they say it's fiery. It is a bit fiery. But it's like it's not fiery cheese flavor. It's not like spicy cheese or spicy no, this or spicy that. It's just spicy. spicy. That is so weird. It's like just taking a spoonful of capsaicin or something. That'll clear you out. That'll clear everybody else out, too. Mm-hmm. What's all the screaming? <laughs> all right, so there you go. Um, wow, that was so weird. Three different pitos. I'm uh, more akin the, to the buying fun- the... Uh, the bunions are good. The not-so-funions. The cheese ones. The not-the-cheese ones, or whatever they call them. They're, the, they're okay. The not-cheese cheesy curls. Those last ones are just fucking bizarre. I would eat these... The, uh, the spicy ones, because they're spicy. I'd put them into a blender, make them into a fine powder, and sprinkle them on the second ones. Oh, no. You make it to a fine power, power, fine powder. Fine and power. You, and you put it on your popcorn. Mm. I think it'd, it'd be good that way. Fine power. Fine power. <laughs> it's the social movement for very attractive women. <laughs> fine power. Yeah. Ooh, she's fine. Shh, you're going to get in trouble. She's part of the fine power movement. Hashtag not you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there you go. Three things of pitos. I like the uh, the unfunion, and I kind of like the fiery. But I just don't honestly, the two I just don't get the fiery. The two quote curls, other than the crunch, don't really do it for me. No. All right. So cue plant based music. <laughs> We're gonna learn something new. Are we? Yes. Really? Quite possibly, yes. Quite possibly. I mean, I don't know if you know how to do what I'm gonna talk about, so. Does it involve pirouetting? No. Though I could have done how to pirouette. So I wouldn't know how to do that. Fair enough. I know how to do it. Being able to do it is a completely different thing. No, I don't even know how to do it. No. There's probably a specific technique you're supposed to use. There is. Not just standing in the middle of the floor in your sock feet going, Wee! <laughs> you could do that too. Five simple tricks to rescue wine and whiskey from broken corks. Rescue from broken corks. Yeah, so like the if broken, you break the cork off in the neck. The broken corks just run around kidnapping wine and whiskey and holding it for ransom. Only the really bad ones. Well, it's easy. You call Steven Seagal. How do you do that? It's his job. Take corks out of rescue people, rescue things. Yeah, it's gonna take him forever to get to you, and then his stuntman's gonna do all the work. Yeah, he's just gonna stand there and not talk, stare at you. There was a uh, clip where he literally did an entire fight scene sitting in a chair. Like, like, is it really gotten that bad, Stevie? I mean, get out of the fucking chair. Get your stuntman out of the fucking chair. Do something. Yeah. All right. So, five simple tricks. There you go. That's what we'll do. We'll make an action adventure movie where we'll hire Steven Seagal's stunt double and make him the star of the movie. I don't think we'll have that kind of money. How much do you think Stevie's paying him? More than we can. I doubt it. 
I don't. We have zero dollars behind us. He's got a couple of million at least. Well, he gets a couple million. Nobody else does. Oh, now we can start the whole show over. Hi! Hey, everybody, it's Marissa in parentheses. You're just in time to learn something. Yeah, you're going to learn something new. Cool. Apparently after the uh, shopping spree that you were just on. Yeah, I was on a shopping spree. It's happened spree? Yeah, shopping, shopping spree. Yeah, oh, shopping spree. Yeah. She was buying raptors? Yeah. Where are they? Hey. Circling the house. Oh. Hey! I know you don't have it. stuff, but hey, look what I got. Hey, look, she got a Jewish star. It's Jewish propaganda. Hey. <laughs> I like the colors though. Yes. Blue and silver. I want to get some Monica lights for my apartment. You can just get blue and white lights any time of the year. But they wouldn't be special. That's okay, Chris. You're not all that special. I'm very special. My mama said so. Hey, look. It works. <laughs> Larry installed a, a Jewish thing. Hey. I do that every so often. Just ask Marissa. Yeah. Is there is there an, another term for it other than star, David? Uh, so you have a cross, or you can have a crucifix. Oh no, that's literally well, yes, but it's in Hebrew, and so, I can't pronounce it. The crucifix. The crucifix. Yeah, no, those the, will be those will be perfectly fine. Yeah, you got those from the Dolores right. store. Dollar store, yeah. Yeah, the dollar store. Let me say, the dollar store only had one cashier, and there was only. They only ever have one cashier. <laughs> That's why it's only the dollar store. There's only two people in the damn building. Maybe. If someone's getting balloons, you're fucked. <laughs> I know. Wait, wait two hours without finish filling balloons. It, was that everything? Well, yeah, but it has to be the big bottle. Like the great big bottle. Well, that, I mean, okay, is, so there's, there's this hack that I saw. I thought this is going in the toilet. That's it why it I, is, but it's the great the big. The bigger one I thought was there's no way in hell you put that in the toilet. Yeah, it fits. It does. Yeah, it fits. Well, I didn't know it was that. Well, don't worry. We'll we can always see how it works with this. So you cut the th label off. You take the top off of the big bottle, and then you pump a hole into it with a knife. And you set it in the tank of the toilet, and every time it flushes, it releases Fabuloso into the tank, which then goes into, of course, the bowl and keeps the bowl clean. Huh. Supposedly. Oh, well, I can punch a hole in it, put it in the tank, and just like fill the tank up and overflow. <laughs> Wouldn't that be my luck? Yeah. Why is the well, bathroom I... blue? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it would be clean. That's a good thing, though. Yeah, but See, you'll have that... to replace the flooring. It smells kind of like knockoff bleach. <laughs> well, I don't know. Bleach. <laughs> I just, I That's what that is for Mad Magazine. Bletch. Blech. Blech. That's what I have spell, right? B L E E C H or something like that? Yeah, right? yeah. No, Knock I off bleach. Blech. Should be an ad at the end of the episode. What? Whiten your clothes with blech. Fresh in your laundry with blech. <laughs> you don't want to learn something new? I'll watch it Friday. <laughs> <laughs> People are loving the fact that it's on my you could, YouTube, uh, by the way. You could, um, you ever one of those 
not cheese curls. <laughs> the third one, not the second one. Just to get her opinion on it. See if she's as befuddled as we were about it. Okay, yeah, here, hold on. Let me give you a, a not cheese curl. Okay. Here, here, just make some room for Marissa. Oh. Oh, where is this? We did our boxes. Oh, we did your boxes? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, you get something, too. Thank you. I know, it's kind of redundant, but... No, thank no, you. No, we'll take the two of them and put them together. Put them together. We'll find some. I just have found something. Well, Marissa will. Marissa's <laughs> present. Well, yeah. Thank you. All right, there you go. All right, so I'm just basic. Yes. They are pea-based. They um, are a plant-based yeah. cheese curl. Well, there is a spice that comes through. Yeah, that's the chipotle pepper. Okay, that's what I was trying to think. See, that one has pepper. <laughs> mm-hmm. And? Oh, it's just like they did a few minutes ago. There's a faint cheese taste to it, but it's. I'm trying to think of the... Um, there's no cheese. <clears throat> there's no cheese in it? No, this is plant-based. They're no. 100% ve- vegetarian or vegan. All the cheese. <laughs> It exists. It's actually but it pretty has, good. It has a taste of something that only during the holidays you get. It's like a Conneria? like a no. It's like it's like a certain cracker that comes out only at, at matzo. No, <laughs> not matzo. No, that tastes more no, like no, the no, other no, one, no, 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 the no, middle no. one. No, it's unless you get onion matzo, then it tastes like the funyuns. Uh, I mean the non-funyuns. The, the trying to think of the name of that um, cracker, but it tastes kind of like a cracker. Oh, communion wafers. Not, not communion wafers. They don't have a taste, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a taste. I know they don't have a taste. New spicy communion wafers. <laughs> oh my god. The buddy of Christ has never been so delicious. No, those are you know fiery. This this kind of reminds me of those cheese trolls that you get at Christmas time. Like, uh, uh, like Ellen bought. Yeah, without the cheese. Kind kinda yeah. What we, what we were tasting. At Elan. At Elan. From Elan. Yeah. <laughs> the body of Christ has never been so spicy. <laughs> but that's what, I ta- that's what it tastes <laughs> this, this is what it tastes to me. What like happened to your podcast? We got banned by the Catholic Church. <laughs> oh they took God. a fist to something. I don't know. The body of Christ compels you to eat more. <laughs> but that's what it tastes like to me. It's those, those cheese straws that we have. Man. Really? Yeah, a little bit to me. I so. don't get that at all. Yeah, it does to me. nothing but spicy. Yeah, it's I do, just I do get spice. Just like yeah, free floating spice. It's just chipotle pepper and onion. That's all I get. To you me, it's say spice. It's flavored particle board. <laughs> You're right. The spice comes out like that's dominant or prominent. Dominant, taste. correct. Dominant taste. The way they do it, it is. But to me, it kind of tasted like those cheese straws. Okay. I always have very sensitive taste buds because I didn't taste jack shit. It's just spicy. I mean, they're good, but. I don't necessarily know if I would go and buy them again. Well, you didn't buy them the first time, so there you go. Oh, okay. Well, she kind of did. Yes, in a weird roundabout way. I do have a joint account, right? Yes. <laughs> so she, That's she, true. So she did buy them. That's true. No, we don't have a joint account. That's Neil. That's a different kind of account. Yeah, he's not talking about my joint account, man. <laughs> That's for his uh, customer. That's his vape store. <laughs> customer benefit card, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's your joint account, man. So, uh, you've been in here ten times now, so that means you get to, you get a free, uh, you get a paper, you get a free thing of paper. Hey, did you talk to Chris about the, the vape store we went to? Where he goes. Oh, that's where you go. Oh, I didn't know he, I didn't know that's where he went, Swami. Yeah, that's where he gets his, Sorry. his vape stuff. Used to. Well, I have been there in a long time. Uh, All right. Since I started stocking new vape stuff. 
hey, that's the only reason why well, I go know, there. Did you tell him about what you had gotten before? The, the... the gonorrhea? <laughs> no, no. This, the specific kind. No, I didn't. <laughs> it was herpes. And obviously the guy behind the counter sold it to you, but then this time around he said that he didn't, he didn't have it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I went in for the Delta 9 stuff. Delta 9, thank mm-hmm. you. And he's like, oh, no, we don't have that. In fact, we've never had that. And I really want to be like, no, you have, because I bought it. And I was just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I've never had that. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Like, no, we don't have that. <laughs> we're not supposed to talk about it, I guess, you know. Legal in the state of Georgia. Well, then. Yeah, Leo's the only guy who sells toilet papers on rolls. Yeah. You want what? Oh, yeah, sure. Here, how many, how many feet? You need, you need a dispenser to go with that? Beep, beep. So, would we like to learn something new? Sure. Oh, are we still doing that? Yeah, okay. we're still doing that. Sure, yeah, no problem. See, Marissa comes in and up the whole episode. So, five, I'm sorry. five simple tricks. the focus of attention. Five <laughs> simple tricks to rescue wine and whiskey right. from bo- broken corks. Oh, Steven cool. Segal. Yeah, back to that. Things you should know. Use a corkscrew at Don't 40... Don't up the cork. <laughs> Use a corkscrew at a 45-degree angle to remove the remaining piece of cork. Oh, that's because I just... I thought you were talking about initially to get the cork. I'm like, really? No. I've been doing that shit wrong forever. (laughs) (laughs) This is the easiest and most effective way to dislodge it. Use a knife or a screw and hammer to nab the cork without a corkscrew. Barring that small explosive. I've never heard of that one. As a last resort, put the bottle in a shoe and hit the bottom against a wall. This is before it was corked. This is if you broke the cork off while it was still in the neck. Put it in a shoe oh. and bang it against the wall. You've never seen that? that? It's got to be doesn't. a hard heeled shoe, but you put it in there and you boom, 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 <laughs> and it a, pops the cork out. It's a stiletto. Holes <laughs> all in all. I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, you just take a small firecracker, put some duct tape over the top, and it forces the cork down into the bottle. Yeah, but you don't. Then you then you've corked the wine. No, it forces it all the way down into the bottle. Oh, and then and it has a smoky flavor. <laughs> that might be good. It's uh, like bourbon. <laughs> That's true. Oh, that's okay. I guess not, I got not a Chardonnay, but I've got bourbon aged uh, Cabernet Sauvignon right over there. It's it, it, it's aged in bourbon barrels. That was that's actually really fucking good. Uh, so try For our next review. Trying the corkscrew again. Open it based on your your learning today. No. One angle the corkscrew at forty five degrees. If the cork left in the neck is large. Mm-hmm. And fairly close to the opening. You got a large cork in your neck. <laughs> try the corkscrew again. Rather than drilling the worm, the long coiled part, straight through the middle, go at an angle to keep the cork piece intact. The cork is too far down to get a good slanted angle. Try drilling vertically along the edge of the cork. Yeah, because that works so great. Uh, if you have a winged corkscrew, it's difficult to drill in an angle. Just go through the middle again. Go backwards. It says rotate. Oh, you get a better grip. Yeah. It says rotate into the cork with light pressure. Turn the corkscrew clockwise to insert it into the cork. You only probably need a good three or four half turns, so two full turns, to get a good grip. Use light pressure and try not to push while twisting. Yes. Come on, let's twist again. Shove. <laughs> uh, I had to take my glasses off. Give me a second because they're dirty and everything's spotty and weird. Three, pull the cork out as you normally would. If you're using a wine key corkscrew, rest the notch on the lever. 
the metal arm of the corkscrew on the lip of the bottle and pull the handle upward to dislodge the cork. If you have a winged corkscrew, well, you're kind of fucked. The cork doesn't come out all the way. Gently pull what if it. I have, what if I have like a Makita corkscrew. <laughs> you're okay then. Just tape the bottle properly, get the right drill bit, and just go through the side and pour the wine out through the hole. You get that cork out? No, but my drill's stuck. Explain that one to Home Depot. Hey, can, <laughs> you, can you help me get this out of here? Screw off top it is. <laughs> Who wants spritzers? Who wants spritzers? Using a screw and hammer. <laughs> That's just the screw and hammer. Is that like the Christian way of saying fucking hammer? <laughs> no. Use a fucking hammer. That's a fornicating hammer. Grab a long coiled screw because they make straight screws. Yeah, they do. They're called nails. <laughs> Isn't that how we got into this to begin with? <laughs> no, that's fornicating. With a long coiled screw? That's true. It didn't do the job the first time. We're going to start again with another one? Grab a long coiled screw, a oh. screwdriver, and a hammer. Oh, Julian from Bumgarner. <laughs> Use a long wood screw or sheet metal screw. Try to find one that's about the same length as the worm, coiled part of the cork screw. It didn't work the first time. You need a fair amount to go into the cork, but enough left on the top to grip with tools. Twist the screw into the center of the cork. If the cork is soft... So basically, get rid of the cork screw and get a manual screw. Get a regular screw. If that doesn't work, a cotter pin might. Uh, if the cork is soft, twist the screw gently by hand. If it is resistant, <laughs> never mind, I'm not going that route, then use a screwdriver with light force to avoid shoving the cork further down the neck. If the cork starts sliding, stop twisting and use a knife to make a hole for the screw to slide into more easily. Ooh. If the cork starts sliding, just hammer that fucker into the bottom of the bottle and be done with it. For a good pull, insert the screw about one and a half inches into the. Uh, For a good pull. <laughs> into the. Uh, Seven <laughs> Deep into the cork. Try to leave more than at least half of the screw exposed above the cork to avoid going too deep. Half an exposed screw still won't send you to jail. <laughs> Even if you're only half exposed. Oh, stop! That is too deep. Wait, no, never mind. Did you like your secret Santa key? Karen. Oh, man. You missed a lot, Marissa. Grip the exposed head of the screw it. with the claws of the hammer. Available on YouTube. All right. Slide you. the claws under the head of the screw until the screw is nestled near where the claws meet. Could you say screw a couple more times? I don't think I got it. <laughs> There's not enough exposed screw to get a good grip. Unscrew the screw slightly until you have enough screw showing. <laughs> that worked for you? Alternatively, but how much screw is too much screw? There's <laughs> never enough screw. How much screw exposure is too much? There's never enough. Oh my goodness. How many people does it take to uh, unscrew this? <laughs> you, you watched me play with mine sausage. <laughs> I close my eyes. <laughs> Uh, That's why it's slightly out of focus. <laughs> <laughs> Leverage the hammer against the bottle to pull the cork free. That's safe. 
Press down. Use the claw in. <laughs> Press down on the hammer's handle like you would with a wine key. Try to dislodge the cork in one swift motion. How, why is this working if the wine key didn't? <laughs> because it's a different screw. Because you have to have enough of the screw screwing to show the screw that you can unloose the screw with the hammer screw. Screw. How many more times do you have to say the word screw? Screw. <laughs> I love the episode. How many more times do you have to say the word screw? Screw. Uh, Two. I mean, message. Aren't message you glad three. I came? I helped you get the title. <laughs> That's the stinger for the episode. Aren't you glad I came? No wonder with all the screwing. <laughs> Thank you. Method three. I had to put an explicit tag on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Removing the cork with a knife. Why is it got an explicit tag? They didn't say anything other than the word screw 98 times. <laughs> I don't know. A hundred times. I get it right. <laughs> it, it, I'm getting there. Grab a non, a flat, non-serrated knife thin enough to fit in the neck of the bottle. So, a scalpel. <laughs> I, I think I think I found something for you guys. Whoever can tell you the number of times you should use screw in this whole episode, they should get something. What do you think? Screwed? Gonorrhea. For what was came before the, gon- the gonorrhea? I didn't even know there was a hepatitis H. <laughs> yeah, can, you got so, a lot of it. I know, I know. How, how about it? How about achieving reality? Herpes simplex 10. It's herpes complex here. Herpes <laughs> complex 22. Nothing simplex about this. No. Grab a... F- oh, I already said that. Choose a sharp one that can push into the cork without much resistance. Otherwise, you risk getting the cork shoved into the bottle. Clean off the knife with soap and water beforehand. Use oh, yeah. a dirty knife. <laughs> Peanut butter will help lubricate the cork. <laughs> Slide the knife into the edge of the cork near the bottle. Push at a slight angle so that the tip of the knife burrows into the center of the cork instead of pushing the knife in vertically. Depending on how much cork is left, push the knife up to one inch deep. Oh, you didn't tell me Klaus was coming. Can I like leave now? I don't want to know. I I didn't tell you because I didn't know Klaus was coming. Or do we want to? (laughs) There you go. Hold the neck of the bottle firmly with your other hand while you slide the knife into the cork. Make sure not to push the knife into the center of the cork. You'll get bigger and more powerful turns out of it when it's close to the edge. Take that sentence out of context. (laughs) Three, push and turn the, I'm sorry, pull and turn the knife upward. Push the knife. Bottle deserved it. (laughs) Hey, fuck you, bud. Flip it around a bit. Carefully grab the exposed sides of the blade near the opening of the bottle. No. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, ah! You grab the exposed sides of the knife. I never drink wine. Okay, I'm not drinking wine either. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Drag the knife in circles around the edge of the bottleneck, pulling upwards while you turn. Keep going until enough of the bone of your hand is exposed for you to grab with your fingers. Go around the edge of the neck with the knife and then snap it up. <laughs> You'll take that pesky cork with it. Remove the knife. Smash the bottle against the bar. <laughs> Remove the knife and pull the cork out with your fingers. Twist and pull up with a little bit of force until it pops out. If it's too resistant, then you're too tight. 
shove the knife perpendicular perpendicularly into the side of the cork for leverage. Hold the knife steady with upward pressure while you twist the bottle with your free hand. Hey, one left. Be super careful not to cut yourself. After grabbing the exposed sides of the blade, you wouldn't want to cut yourself. Method four: pushing the cork out of the bottle with a shoe. Wrap the base of the bottle in a towel or put it on a hard-soled shoe. If you're using a towel, make sure it's layered evenly enough under the bottle to protect the glass and distribute pressure evenly. If you're using a shoe, go for one with a slight heel or raised sole like a loafer. Or stiletto. Hit the bottom of the shoe or the towel-wrapped bottle against a wall or tree. A tree? That sounds dangerous. Grip the shoe with a towel in one hand and hold the bottle just under the neck with the other. Firmly smack the base of the bottle flat against the wall, pausing after each hit to check the so, progress so, of the so, cork. So like this? Yes. So the cork comes flying off into your face? Keep going until the cork slides out far enough for you to grab with your fingers. Get a welding mask. Make sure you don't have the screw or the knife in there. <laughs> if you're indoors, lay what happened a, to Larry? Lay a couple story. of Yeah. If you're indoors, lay a couple of towels down in case wine spills onto the carpet. Not on the carpet. Yeah, Keep your eye on the cork. One too many horts. One too many hits. Because you want that eye right there in front of the cork should it come popping out. One too many hits. The cork will shoot out. Foamy wine will spray all over. So you want to make sure your eye is right in front of it. Yeah. That sounds smart, too. Maybe, maybe you need Lovely eye patch, Larry. <laughs> Grab the, like grapes. Grab the <laughs> exposed cork and pull it out by hand. Why is your eye purple? Fuck you. No, really. <laughs> Five, filtering wine with cork in the bottle. Clear the loose debris bits off the top of the cork and if it's still in the neck. Use your fingers or tweezers to remove any corky chunks that got left behind when the cork broke. The cork is securely stuck. Turn the bottle upside down and let the loose bits fall out. Oh, but that's extra fibers. Good. Clearing the top <laughs> of the cork. Well, it is tree bark, technically. Clearing the top of the cork means you'll have fewer cork bits floating in your wine after you push the cork into the bottle. Push the cork down into the wine bottle using your finger or a long slender object like the thin handle of a wooden spoon or something else. Ooh, like a thin sausage. Lay a towel down underneath the a bottle. Sponge. A hot one. Lay a towel down underneath the bottle and take a step back Why while you wine push. Spicy? <laughs> Why is this wine porky? Ooh. There's a chance some wine will splash out as the cork goes in. You betcha. Place a filter over the new container and secure it with a rubber band. Drape a cheesecloth or paper coffee filter over the opening of a decanter or pitcher or any container you have on hand will do. Plate. This one is your coffee maker. Ew. Uh, wrap a rubber band around the container opening to hold the filter in place. Pour. Drink. It says the fourth pour, pour. one. Get a glass. The fourth one is pour the wine into your decanter or container through filter. That's it. Serve directly from new container and enjoy. Seven hours after you started this process. Yeah. It's, I think the wine has made it to room temperature. It cut yeah, your, six hours ago. Cut your finger off and cut cork in your eye and screwed. Slices up the palm of your hand. Screwed yourself. Literally. <laughs> Quite literally. Poked your eye out. So they... Hey, don't do that, kid. You'll poke your eye out. Hey, it's that time of year, too. Well, the sequel's coming. That's true. With Rafi. I know. And quite a bit of the rest of the cast. 
even the uh, the bullies in it too, mm-hmm. and the brother all grown up, and the friend. I was actually watching the friend there was, I mean, joking around and acting like he was going to lick a cold flagpole. So somebody walked up on him and pushed him into it. I know, like, that would have been funny bitch. Shit. Hey, God damn it, man. Fuck that good thing. <laughs> so is the moral of this is don't use your instructions? <laughs> no, the moral of this is buy screw top wine. Oh. Or box wine. Or box, or canned wine. Or canned wine, yeah. <laughs> so cue whiny music. All righty, and there it is. Another episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast done and done. Hope you really enjoyed it. Those pitos were all right. Fiery ones are good on other things, but by themselves, they're feh. Uh, of course, the best were the unfunion funions, or the unfun funions, or the unfunions, however you want me to say them. And then those regular just cheese ones were just garbage. Just, just garbage. The non-cheese cheese curls, whatever. Now you know how to have a secret Santa party, if you didn't before. Though I would plan a lot of that stuff beforehand and say, okay, this is what it is, blah, 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 and then just have everybody do I'd rather do a white elephant. That's much more fun. And, of course, you figured out how to take a cork out of a bottle um, if it's been stuck in there. You know, really, really great stuff, especially for this time of the year. All right, so for Christmas in parentheses, everybody else involved, I'm Larry saying... Uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. See ya. there listeners larry here this is your first time listening then hey how's it going you're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us i can help you find us some more you can find us by searching on spotify or podbean by typing in achieving reality in the search bar or you can go on facebook and type in achieving reality and find us that way thanks a whole lot and keep enjoying the show we love y'all is back they call themselves the, the they say it's the original 9 and X so all they play is 90s music oh for the oldest station <laughs> yeah basically yeah uh, yeah millennials how does it feel how does it feel yeah that wouldn't technically be millennials no no that's 90s, us 90s music that's us that's not me well it's our generation y'all's generation I, I listen to good music yeah cause there's nothing like Ethel Merman singing disco
No, there's is nothing like that. That's all I'm going to say. 